Hello and welcome to Escape with me, Simon Calder. This is the podcast that takes you to the four corners of the world with the help of an expert travel guide. And today with me in the studio, you've heard him before, you'll, I fear, hear him again, the adventure tour leader, photographer and wildlife expert, Paul Goldstein. Thank you for rather surprisingly inviting me back, Simon. Um, yeah, well, Paul is going to be laying into travel euphemisms, um, unless he encounters some unexpected operational difficulties. One of our joint favourite cities, Barcelona, is our 48 hours destination. And talking of Spain, don't even think of drinking in the streets, says the US State Department. talking point which i must say paul you suggested travel euphemism so give us some examples uh, well you you started off with one, the the airline one always operational delay if ever uh, you had a broad church of a euphemism it's this one because it covers absolutely everything because essentially what it, the airline is doing is saying i am not versed to, to to tell you what's actually happened here but if if i say operational delay you'll immediately think well you know part of the engine's fallen out so everything's fine what i think it generally does not always ob- obviously he says not being litigious uh, is that it covers a multitude of woes generally of incompetence so they throw this sort of wishy-washy euphemism across it and you're done Uh, there's nothing you can do uh, because they can always oh it's operational or it's technical a technical delay I love that one well all right now I'd have to why do I say this to a plain spotter like you no no at all no I'm I'm just I'm I'm gonna you were getting legalistic I'm gonna get legalistic they no longer say a technical delay because, because if they do then they're going to be handing you cash under the European passenger rights rules. It's after a, a, a uh, three, three hour delay. So, mm. so therefore, they will say operational reasons. Mm. Um, and but it's not. It's not just. I don't think it's just airlines. I mean, the train lines. The, 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 this this morning, my train was twenty five minutes late. Uh, all right. So I just thought, for the hell of it, uh, everywhere you can go, you, you don't. Nobody carries cash now because you can just bit bop with your card, all sorts. So I said, my train was twenty five minutes late. It's only a run from Waterloo. Uh, uh, well, you know I, that. And he says, yeah, yeah you, you'll get something back on that. I said, fine. So I assume I can when I put my card through on receipt, it is calculated because it's all knowing this sort of Orwellian way we pay now. And it goes, oh no, no, you've got to go. And fill out a form it suddenly goes from this Orwellian way very very highly technical to a sort of Dickensian way of no there is some parchment down there you must fill out and maybe sometime in 2024 we'll let you know it's a con watch out for them yeah that's uh, a I, I think I think we're, we're straying slightly off off brief here um, yeah, 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 okay. that. so, so um, euphemisms yeah but but operational difficulties isn't it fair to say that it's shorthand for there's loads going on we haven't got time to tell you about everything that that is is happening but just take our word for it that that things are going and i also i think it's my favorite uh, travel euphemism well not it's not so much travel euphemism as travel jargon uh, tango uniform Everything is going tango uniform. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we, we know that's what they're saying. Operational. Why don't they just say tango uniform? Uh, can you imagine, uh, ladies and gentlemen, those on the uh, BA, whatever, it could be any other airline, of course. Uh, we have a tango uniform uh, delay uh, this afternoon. Uh, you won't be going to the gate for 36 minutes. Uh, we shall often be just inside the, 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 you know, the we'll pay you back. It's funny how they come in just say, there's too many planes taking off from not enough terminals. You know, we're, we're not stupid. We know what it is. You don't have to dress it up in such a way. 
Um, okay, and we, we I think have you got one for me? Well, is this I, how we do this? I, I, have you got I, a good one for me? Well, or, or have I, you got a safe one? Safe, yeah, safe. Course, Which yeah. is uh, something we talked about um, when we were discussing um, safaris, the green season. Oh yes, yes. The, uh, the phrases for, 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 for rubbish weather. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we so, love so, that. So, uh, and and I mean, this is when the. Uh, dramatic Caribbean, skies. For yes, I like dramatic is, is, skies. Uh, Storms. You're yeah. going to get weed on for a long time. Yeah. Uh, liquid okay. sunshine liquid sunshine yeah. like, like yeah, that a like lot that yes yeah. um, and I, I also love the completely meaningless it's not so much a euphemism it's just a, a terrible travel cliche the island of contrast oh no no they are, is, oh, hate it if, well I, I think it's the Sunday Times you, you, you could uh, check this because uh, didn't you get refused a job there uh, sometime but um, uh, they have a list of words and epithets and phrases that they get fined for using and I believe island of contrast amazing stunning incredible and they're quite right. If that's the best you can do, Island of Contrast, or I think they're never allowed to, to do this sort of catalogue approach like this. You could be this, or you could be that, or you could... Come on, guys, work it. I don't care whether you're writing a brochure, whether you're writing a broadsheet, you've got to do better than that. Yeah, Island of Contrast. Of course, it's an Island of Contrasts. Well, and, and the world travel market, which for anybody who's been fortunate enough not to have to go to this, it takes place um, November, uh, late each year. But, yeah. And it's uh, at, at the um, godforsaken... XL Conference Centre in East London. Yeah, there's an uh, island of contrast. Uh, yeah, there, there, yeah, there is, yes, the island of dogs. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, one momentous year, you had uh, Colombia and Ecuador scowling each other because they both, oh, they both used that. That's land of contrast. So land uh, of contrast. Uh, there was, yes. It's, apart from anything else, not only is it nonsense, it's lazy. Uh, and I don't like lazy copy. We haven't forgotten how to, as much as people text and WhatsApp and all sorts, we shouldn't have lost that art of writing, and that's just lazy. Um, but there's lots of ones, it's my turn, by uh, the way. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Whenever anyone says it, just a few descriptive ones, a functional hotel, yeah. okay, avoid it like the plague. Um, another one, someone once taught me, a journalist, that if the opposite of what someone has written is plainly, patently lunacy, don't take any notice, uh, the, the discerning traveller. I'd love somebody to go into a travel agent and say, yeah, I want a really cheap trip to Spain. I'm not a discerning traveller. Who would you? Or a professional or quality service. Look, if I'm going to a seedy hotel, I quite like an unprofessional service, actually. I, I, I uh, know if, that if, you if, and your if, if veering towards yeah. it. And delightful views, as, as opposed to... It's, it's nonsense. Uh, really. Then you get the sanctimonious euphemisms. We're travellers, not tourists. Grow up, please. Uh, all right, we're all tourists, uh, okay? And the other... Oh, I love this when you're going through the developing world. Leave only footsteps, take only photographs. Oh, well, that'll help the local population, won't it? It's just utter nonsense. Uh, I like it when the airlines say increase seat pitch. From what? Uh, you know, tell me in inches how big it is. Or they often say award-winning obviously means nothing because you are an award-winning writer, Simon. If, if, if you won the second prize at your primary school, yes. uh, whatever it was, I know you've won many other uh, very accredited awards since then. And best in class. What does that mean? But I think the one that really gets me, and this is all embracing now, where has the word artisan come from? Oh, fantastic. What is that? Yes. I mean, it's uh, everything from artisan cafes, artisan bread. It's a loaf of bread. It's not Mother's Pride. It's anything but. We feel we can give it this absurd moniker. I, I can tell you exactly what artisan means. It means 50% on the price tag. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Or, or, or and some. 
uh, more than that. Oh, it's artisan. I mean, have you ever used, uh, I, mean, I will chuck this out there. Has anyone actually used that without the tongue in cheek? Uh, you know, has your wife ever said to you, oh, when you're down the supermarket, pick up some bread, make sure it's artisan. Oh, come on, grab. Uh, you know, there's a lot of that at the farm shops. You know, oh, strangely, they're the first to, yeah. you know, run into trouble when times get hard. Too much artisanship going on. Um, I wonder what you were going to say there. Yeah. Uh, but, but talking of hard times, I love it. Well, of course, it's terrible when the travel industry is in trouble. But I love the euphemism. Oh, oh they use, yes, that's yeah, right, so, when so t- times are hard. swell of interest. Oh, we've had a particular, this is, this is from sort of branding people who, you know, those are the people who, the salespeople make all the money, the branding people spend it all. Uh, and they, they do some ludicrous programme. They say, I think you'll sell a lot more holidays if we change your logo to lo- one of the letters to lowercase or some such nonsense and change the Pantone number by two. I, we, we, I actually think a, a winter nasturtium colour would do better. And of course, it absolutely mm. bonds. And they'll dress it up. We've had a considerable groundswell of interest for this, which mm. means they haven't sold a single holiday. Uh, and steady is also... Oh, steady go. means we didn't sell anything last week. We sold nothing this week. Uh, that's a challenging means the wolves at the door. Uh, and what's the other one there? A boutique. Boutique's right up there with artisan, isn't it? It's a, oh. it's a boutique code. Oh, come on, you don't stay in no, boutique. No, no, uh, look, I, I, I agree that artisan is, is, is completely meaningless, mm. but boutique does kind of... Does, and of course, it's misapplied. That's the problem with mm. it. Actually, the concept of boutique hotel, which has been around, I carbon dated to about the late 1980s, mm. isn't bad. It means a relatively small, oh. very informative, very beautiful uh, and, and pr- probably with a decent uh, ethical send core to it. The problem is, is it's now anybody who it, it doesn't, it's not a Holiday Inn or Premier Travel Lodge or, or whatever it is, a Hyatt Regency, they say boutique because they think it hits the, hits the, the mark. And, and so it's been utterly abused. Uh, staycation. What oh well, no, uh, well, well, staycation is is a perfect example of a a made up word which yes. was describing something which has now been completely hijacked to mean something else. So what it originally meant, and we're going back maybe ten, maybe twelve yeah. years, it, it was an American term which described staying in your own city, in your own home. And going around and seeing the attractions there rather than going. That's right. Holiday. Yes, that's and right. Now, and now it means it's just you can't uh, afford uh, to go abroad, so you yeah, stay yeah. at home. Uh, so. Which is uh, and people. And hey, look, we've got a rubbish currency at the moment. Uh, we've just had an amazing bank holiday, and you know, g- good for them. Uh, one other rather cynical one uh, airlines use when they when they offer you a. It's not a single word, but we've all been there. They offer you a shocking changeover in some airport, particularly in the states. So after you've had, you need all those hours to get through their their their, their sort of fascist immigration and the whole marigold Ooh. treatment there uh, and by the time you still got five hours and I love it they said oh enjoy the overpriced uh, you know restaurants and duty free well that's 15 minutes gone what about the other five hours and in fact if you go to Heathrow have you ever seen smugger people and those people who haven't got the nod to turn left and go into the lounges but buy the caviar and salmon with their stacking luggage sis- system what's a luggage system it's a bag get over it and they sit there smugly with that leaning at a rather rakish angle whilst they pay 35 quid for a few lonely prawns and a bit of caviar what it's it's nonsense it's an airport go into autopilot yourself you'll find it much easier Thank you, Paul. Um, Ooh, that's better, isn't anybody it? Anybody who's, who's being who's being straightforward and not using um, using euphemisms, using jargon. Can you think of any provider which is which is just telling things? As well, I back in the day, who 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 was that? Um, travel company uh, who did who did Greece uh, and they they were the first ones uh, Sunmed 
Do you remember Sunmade, Simon? They were the first ones that did the honest brochure. And when we say seven minutes to the beach, we mean by very fast taxi. And of course, people <laughs> loved them. Uh, they absolutely loved them because you knew what you were getting. And of course, they were an independent company and they, did, they, they, they were fiercely independent, but they didn't have a huge buying power. And eventually, they, you know, they went the way of most independent companies, but who get either taken over by the ills of people just slaves to the, to, to the um, you know, share price. But that, that was wonderful. And, and, and they, they burned, not briefly, but very brightly uh, for a while. I, I, I like that. No, most of them are. Uh, they are. Uh, and uh, I, if I can say is, you know, it's the same online as well. If, if you're trying to get reviews, you've got the people, the, the worst people for this. Uh, the, uh, if we should do a whole program on, you know, TripAdvisor has serves a purpose. You have to take a percentage of it, which is not. I agree with, uh, I think, a past guest of yours. I like holding a, 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 um, a guidebook. I was I did Park Run in Vancouver uh, about three weeks ago and Ed Miliband was running next to me. And as he stopped, he was having a family holiday. He picked up his, I think it was Lonely Planet. You know, he was just on holiday using it and I didn't think I cared for him I preferred his brother amazing that they could not even get the right one in their own family but um, but um, I, I thought a bit more of him for that because that's that's how I like to do it and then you've got the online stuff and then of course you've got uh, talk about the antichrist the mark of Cain in travel the influencers I mean please <laughs> come on uh, you know they are full of them because it's just because it's totally disingenuous I'm uh, there's one or two bit if you want to buy cosmetics and you feel you must really something uh, by someone who's really not that bright fine but in travel they're just after free trips we get I get emails all the time I'm an influencer and what do all their posts go Simon what's the big one here the V word they go viral, viral. what does yes. viral mean more than 20 likes it's gone viral my viral no Okay, the day somebody comes to it, yeah, I'm coming on safari with you, Paul, we're paying quite a few thousand. And the reason we're coming is because we've been completely swayed by a 19-year-old spotty influencer uh, who has somehow wangled a free trip out of summer. They're frauds, uh, all right? And the sooner they're found out, the better. And go and get a proper job. We're now talking about um, our 48 hours destination, which is the very real uh, city of Barcelona. Oh, when did you first uh, go there? Um, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, Simon and I have, have written many words on, on one-upmanship. Uh, you know, you don't you love it when you talk to someone and say, oh, Barcelona, yes, on my sixth visit there. Or, it says, and then, uh, and, or they say, and we then went up to Valencia. You know, they suddenly drop in that, that little cadence. They speak about four words of Spanish. But um, Barcelona, I, I like, first went there, for, I spent two weeks, no, no, three weeks there for the Barcelona Olympics uh, in 92. I was in the stadium. Uh, when a, a muscled up uh, entirely legitimately uh, Linford Christie uh, ran to 100 metres gold and I was there for the whole time uh, I was guiding two collegiate groups in the school group uh, it was wonderful and it was you know in the height of, of August so it was blazing hot we stayed just outside uh, about an hour up the coast and every day we used to have to get the coach earlier and earlier to try and because you know, they sealed off most of the city and the game was to see how close and we had a sweepstaker how close we could get to the, the Camp Nou or how close to the it was fantastic Fantastic, and I am not a city person. Uh, I think we've spoken about Vancouver before, which I adore. I probably maybe prefer, but European cities, big bustling Euro European cities, Barcelona's right up there. Of course, it is. Look what it's go going for, as well as a wonderfully 
regimented sort of system that you, it's very easy to find your way around because it's all linear. Uh, it, it is extraordinary, you know, well-designed. Just, just going back to the Olympics, that, that is quite remarkable. Of course, that was the year 1992 that really put... Barcelona on the yeah, map. Before absolutely. that, it was no, no. It was this, it was secondary to Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid. Whoops, I was going, dropping into football parlance for a moment. When we st- should still be talking ashes. Um, yeah, it's it, uh, Madrid. Of course, was the the, the the city always very good in the travel quiz, the highest capital city in the in Europe. I always like that boasting that one. But um, yeah, and then Barcelona arrived. I after think the, you'll find Andorra La Vella. If, oh, sorry, did, I did, did was talking off. earlier about uh, itinerant one-upmanship. Here is a shining <laughs> example, a paragon of uh, maybe, such a sport. Maybe even San Marino, but we can, we can move. We can, yes, still, uh, yeah. I don't think anyone wants to listen to that. But yeah, um, okay. it's uh, <laughs> Barcelona. It, it is, and it did arrive. And apart from anything else, when you choose Olympic cities, don't choose Atlanta. It was a disaster. Yes. It was a, you know, Michael Johnson may have run a, uh, a 200 metres uh, world record, but um, yeah, it's not a great city. It's stinking hot, humid, everything. You choose Sydney, you choose Barcelona. It just worked. And I, I was seduced by it. I, I thought it was wonderful, all of it. Uh, mm. I really did. Well, it, it's now changed to the extent that I, I remember there was one flight a day from Gatwick uh, oh. to Barcelona. And wow. now there, it is the most popular destination, one of the busiest routes in Europe, Gatwick to Barcelona. Um, loads of flights, obviously EasyJet, British Airways, uh, Vueling. Um, Norwegian, I believe, are still still hanging on there. Yeah, they are. Um, huge amounts of choice. And f- fortunately, from many, desti- many airports across the UK, when you get there, the good old Aerobus will whisk you downtown. Mm-hmm. Don't catch the the train you can take the tube if you've got quite a lot of time and you don't mind changing several times i don't know where you stay there i go to the hostal gararias malda no online booking you have to phone up or just oh i already like it yeah just for that, that alone just just tucked yeah, into, like to, to yeah. an armpit of the the old town on the uh, cara del b um do you ever go shopping Obviously, uh, by, the, by the look of things, no. no. no a complete <laughs> yeah. tramp. But if you, you know. were to go shopping in, in Barcelona, have got any... Um... No, not that. I, I, we've got to eat. You know, I... Oh, goodness me. I, I walk into a wall of criticism here. The, oh, my own few criticisms. I'm not a great fan of Spanish food. I love Barcelona. I love Spain. I love oh. the fact that you are at a gate. No, it's a bunch of starters, Simon. Come on. It, it is. Overpriced starters. Patatas fritas. That's chips to you and I, you know. it's a, uh, uh, And then you can have a bit with the tomatoes. Patatas fritas huevos. That's with egg and chips, you know. It's all right. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm generally, if I'm that hungry, I, I probably want something more substantial. But I love the, the eating out in Spain. But I love the fact that you know, you've got Barcelona, but you've got those other wonderful cities. You can do that whole, tri- make it into a triangle or a rectangle, whether it's Cordoba, whether it's Seville, which is wonderful. Expo yeah. made Seville as the Olympics yeah. made um, Barcelona. And, and of course, uh, Granada is, uh, as well. And you don't have to go far you know, to get into Andalusia, to get up into those mountains. Uh, it is. It 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 really wins. Uh, where would I go? Uh, the whole Gaudi thing is 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 it embraces the whole city. Whether it's the the church, is it a church or a cathedral? I think it's, uh, a church. It, it's an expiatory expiatory. Uh, I, I, I must say, I thought it was a simple question. It clearly uh, wasn't. No, it, um, it isn't actually. I'm afraid mm. it's an expiatory temple, which means that it's somewhere where your sins are expiated. So you spend a lot of time there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, of course, this marvelous, marvelous un, unfinished cathedral, which, uh, yeah. uh, which, which is. Um, uh, uh, one of Europe's great masterpieces mm. um, uh, by Antoni Gaudi who very sadly died very close to it when he stepped back to admire his handiwork right. and got I hit know. by a tram That's right. um, but his very first work 
um, the opening glory, I would call it, actually only opened a couple of years ago. It's the Casa Vicence, and it's now a, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. That's right. Um, it's uh, wonderfully refurbished as a tourist attraction, and you've got kind of Moorish designs meeting mm. modernism in a... Can I say homage to Catalonia? I think, I I think that's can. fine. Yeah, okay. yeah that's Good. accepted. I think the Sunday uh, Times would accept that as oh, well. Right. That very, 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 very nice of that. Well, you've got um, the Picasso Museum as well. Uh, you you have, Museum, but yeah. but that's slightly, slightly over, overstuffed with people. Um, yes. Whereas I think the surprise is so few people explore the waterfront. So it's one of these cities where yeah. you walk down to the old that's town. That's right. And then you've got this big, uh, uh, daunting main road, and you don't get across to the the, the old harbour to uh, Barcelonita, this lovely, lovely old working class district, quite artisanal, mm. I found. Um, I cannot believe uh, you've made an adjective out uh, of that, but um, yeah, anyway. Uh, uh, and, and of course, many, many other quarters. So the Raval is where I think you will find the cheapest and most filling lunch so even you Ooh, would I'm like a, it I, I must okay three course three course lunch uh seven euros fifty and that's at um and what is in that la monios oh uh, usual stuff so some kind of uh starter but not overpriced main course of stew and bread mm. and stuff a bit of salad and then some sort mm. of dessert um and very nice too and people forget with barcelona don't they that of that waterfront harbour and of course it's a beach as well uh, there's yeah. a beach there and any sporting fans are paying homage to the the, the camp new and uh, i've yes. been uh, i've been there three or four times uh, uh, it's, uh, uh we, we, to see the football or just to see the stadium no to see, to see a game i saw a couple of games during the olympics and i've been uh, i've been back there uh, a few times since then yeah that's quite an atmosphere there's ninety thousand plus uh, there that's uh, that's quite a stadium i mean it, again there's the ethical side of spanish football that real madrid and Barcelona have an absolute stranglehold and atletico somehow get themselves in but uh, goodness me those they, they don't ever be called spanish you know these are catalans and they're fiercely proud as turned out last year where they it really got very messy and and i had a you know they wanted they want their own homeland and and they eventually got bullied by the big brother that is spain and uh, spanish and uh, catalan people want to get in touch of course you can do um, we're going to attempt attempt a travel masterclass, Paul, on flying green. How to limit the damage. There's been quite a lot of fuss about Harry and Meghan using yeah. a private plane. Uh, Elton John, who paid for it, said that he also paid to offset the uh, the carbon emissions. Mm. Um, I just wanted to rattle through how to do things right. It's quite straightforward. Um, aircraft type. Yeah. Uh, so exactly. If yeah. you're going on a uh, gas-guzzling Boeing 747, then you're probably going to be on British Airways. You might be on Virgin Atlantic. Mm. But these aircraft are incredibly uh, high in their, their their carbon output relative to more modern aircraft. BA is getting uh, some Airbus A350s, which are about the best, but it's slow about it. Short haul, you just want to be on something modern and full. So mm. that means generally uh, EasyJet or uh, Ryanair, they will fill their aircraft, which are very new, um, to 95%, which is good. Class of travel only economy, uh, because anything else is increasing your carbon footprint per person. And then, uh, been quite a lot of talk about uh, Qantas with their non stop 
yeah. London to Sydney, and I had quite a lot of correspondence about this. You might think that the most damaging part of the flight is taking off. That uses far more proportionately mm. than other phases of the flight. So you might think, well, you've only got one of those, so therefore it must be better. It's much, 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 much worse because you actually uh, use uh, quite a lot of... Um, uh, fuel carrying fuel for later in the journey so yeah. on a long journey like that and we're talking about nearly eleven thousand miles best actually do do the old um, two stop as used to be the case once in the gulf and once in the far east on your way there you, you'll probably arrive vaguely human as well yeah, <laughs> yeah well, particularly if you, if you actually spend a, a day or two in each of those yeah not places. everyone has that ha- um, has that luxury but no i i harry and, and megan you know they were um, really foolishly advised on this one. I mean, the, they can't do that uh, inconspicuously. They they can't fly. They're going to be picked up on everything. And and Elton John's defense was was reasonable enough. But the damage is done. It was like a newspaper issue an apology. You know, no one. It, it really was. And I, I had a certain amount of sympathy because, uh, you know, they they're going for a break. They're offered that. But you would think one of their many. Entourage, people in their entourage, one. I said, and yeah, this might look, look yeah, great. Um, easy jet's going to work really well for you, private jet. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you do, the, the look is is really important. I remember uh, in back in two thousand and nine, uh, all those celebrities, some big ones, some went and climbed Kilimanjaro for um, comic relief, and. You know, to fly to Kilimanjaro, as you will well know, uh, I'd have a three-letter code for that airport, Simon. Um, Ooh, oh, um, have I caught I, you with one? Uh, it's it's going to be uh, a Tosha, isn't it? No, the Kilimanjaro in. Uh, yeah, oh, no, in, I know, but, yeah. but the nearest town, Arusha. No, uh, Arusha. Arusha, yeah, Arusha. that would be JRO. Uh, a little disappointed with you there. Okay, uh, but sorry. anyway, they're, they're, of course, KLM flies in. You can't fly uh, non-stop yeah. uh, in there, and so they got back to Amsterdam. They did the climb. They raised yeah, the money, and then uh, thank you. Uh, and um, the most ferocious uh, security I've ever known. It's wonderful. Uh, Amsterdam, they really fire you through. And then, uh, oh, well, this isn't great. So I think they 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 couldn't be bothered to fly. And so I think Gary Barlow or some fellow from some boy band's private jet picked them up for the last oh, bit. I thought, oh, oh, oh. you've just done this for charity. You have hijacked, I don't know how much of that is gushing telethon slot. And to me, you've just absolutely ruined it. Uh, you, you really have. Uh, and not one of them contacted any of the guides in the future after that as well, which kind of destroyed it for me. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's difficult, the greenwash. And also now, I think it's more important than ever. Obviously, it is. We see what's happening uh, to the to the world's uh, meteorological patterns. It's very hard in the UK, even if everybody changed their um, their footprint by 60, 80 percent. We're only ever going to contribute about one and a half percent to the world until India and particularly the States uh, and China. Or we don't know what's happening in Russia. Uh, change it. It's not going to make that much. But still, we should do this, whether it's plastics, whether it's white goods. But particularly with travel, you can. Unfortunately, when this first came up, sort of 12, 15 years ago, everybody jumped on it. There were endless green logos and this and, and carbon balancing. It, it, it became like a fad for a while. Uh, research it properly. Yeah, and, and you're right. And also, there are other alternative forms of transport, not perhaps to get to Sydney. That would be a long way. But um, yeah, you know, if you're going to Europe, you know, rail is, is an alternative. 
Uh, very good. Now, uh, one... ferries as well. You've taken the ferry to yeah. Santander, haven't you? I, I, I don't I think you're been. aware of any other way of getting there. Uh, well, and, and also increasingly rail alternatives, but very unfortunately, it's still, if you wanted to get to uh, Barcelona for 48 hours, mm. um, far, far quicker and easier to book it and mm. almost certainly cheaper to book the flight than it is to go by train. So let's stay closer to home. Let's have a staycation, shall we? Mm. Um, We're going for our destination of the week to underground Liverpool. I think this is the city, certainly in the UK, probably in Europe, possibly even worldwide, with the biggest range of underground attractions. You can do the Mersey Tunnel experience, which is... um, uh, a hard hat uh, experience. You mm. can go to the Williamson Tunnels, which were built as a job creation scheme, and you can go to the Western Approaches uh, bunker where they planned the uh, course of the Second World War. But you can also uh, go if you um, go to a, a kind of car park entrance beside John Lewis, you can go for a tour of the old dock in the company of a very good guide, Daniel Wright. I'm Daniel Wright, I work for National Museums Liverpool and I'm a visitor host tour guide who runs tours for the National Museums Liverpool and the old dock that you can see behind me. Well, the old dock, is it important? It's incredibly important to world history and Liverpool's history. If you think about the impact of this dock, if you think about people leaving through Liverpool's docks to go to America, Canada, Australia, simply doesn't happen unless this dock's built first because this dock is the reason for Liverpool being the port city that we know today. If you think about world trade, because of this dock's efficiency, being able to load ships in a day and a half compared to everywhere else where it was usually a week to two weeks to load a ship, because of that efficiency, trade prices on things like sugar, tobacco, cotton and coffee drop because we were able to load ships very quickly here as well. Yeah, maritime technology has also vastly improved. If you look at Liverpool's docks today, they're pretty much based on the design of of this one, the first. That's Daniel Wright, and there's plenty of opportunities for exploring all kinds of underground Liverpool scenes. You can even search online for my article about it and you'll find all the options. Time for our warning of the week and this won't concern you Paul being a teetotaler. Most cities in Spain, says the US State Department, warned have banned the consumption of alcohol in the street other than in registered street cafes and bars. You could be arrested or fined if you break the law. Um, I worked in Spain a long time ago uh, as a rep out in Mallorca. My goodness me, uh, that would have been nice to have a band name because oh, the, the, the evenings I spent, yeah, to please drink it in the bar, don't have it in your hand. Yeah, I don't blame them. Uh, for this, I, I don't think I, I, I don't think this is this is hardly the the, the drinking Stasi, is it? You know. Uh, and the, well, the bargain of the week. Um, last time you were on, I believe we were talking about Oktoberfest mm. in Munich. Uh, well, a good way to get around, and this is actually an aspect of where rail alternatives are really good. Um, every region of Germany, including the whole of Bavaria, which is a huge region, uh, you can travel as much as you want within that uh, region on a lander ticket this is an all-day ticket costs you a flat 25 euros uh that uh, and that will enable you to travel anywhere and it also buys you um public transport in each city as well as the very good german rail services and if there's more than one of you well if there's two of you you just add an extra seven euros to that which basically means that for less than 15 pounds per person 
you can travel everywhere you want to in that area from nine in the morning till three the following morning there we are um, and that's all for now um, we'll be back soon to help you plan your escape if you've got any good euphemisms you want to share with us then please get in touch I'll be back in the company of the DK Eyewitness travel publisher Georgina D but for now from me Simon Calder and you'll no doubt be hearing from him again Paul Goldstein goodbye bye bye